Hi everyone, today is December 22nd, 2018, and this is a Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And I'm Deck Tech. And this week in Duel Links, we finally got Tyranno Hassleberry as a roaming duelist. He gives out some pretty cool cards. We'll talk about those. And then there's the wrap-up of the PvE event, the Light Dimension Tower, and also the Duelist Challenges are back. So, um... Not a ton going on. I mean, it's PvE stuff, but in terms of ranked, not a ton has been going on as evidenced by us. Um, yeah, so so where are you, Deck Techens? Uh, yeah, so like you were kind of alluding to, I haven't done a ton in ranked. Um, the I've been keeping fairly busy with farming Hassleberry, doing the DD Tower. I was pretty far behind on that, so I need to kind of kick it into gear so that I don't miss some of the rewards not that they're you know incredibly impressive but i i hate to miss them so i'm gonna spend probably most of my dueling time today when i'm not doing stuff with family finishing up that event um the one time i went into pvp this past week i accidentally used my farming deck and obviously lost so uh not too much to to share on that front what about you Uh, yeah um I did play a little in the beginning of the week. I think I switched over to Fur Hires because it was kind of a stupid reason. It was like, I, I'm using this deck to beat the Light Dimension Tower, so let's just use it in PvP. That was just my reasoning, which doesn't make any sense. And I don't think I, 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 I'm not on a win streak or anything, but I think I was just like 2 and 1 or 1 and 1 or something like that. But there wasn't, I guess there wasn't a ton of motivation to play ranked this week. Um, you know, same old, same old, and there's the other events going on, and they do generate pretty fast, like, um, I haven't finished the tower yet, I haven't farmed all of Hasselberry's cards yet, so there's definitely priorities, I guess, um, yeah, and I haven't, I haven't played too much ranked, though, so. Yeah, I haven't played too much ranked this entire month, actually, I have, like, right. 10 ranked wins in oh. the entire month, so. I have, like, 50-something. Oh, yeah, that's like a normal number. I just have been pretty much neglecting it, so... Uh, I do have a couple days off, as most people do, uh, in the U.S. at least. So hopefully I can play a little and, you know, catch up on everything I'm behind on. Yeah, and just to talk about the game itself, um, I don't know if anyone else has had this issue, but my game's been super laggy on the phone, and that's also been annoying. Um... I don't know if my phone got older or what, but it's been really bad there. And also, uh, my gem pile is way back up again, so my box is full, and I'm kind of tempted to buy some things. Yeah, I mean, you have to at some point, but you have a month, so by the time you have to, you probably would have another box or something available to you. Um, But if you're, like, actually full, then you have to... keep progressing so i don't know yeah where are you like literally full or well it's like 60 something items in the in the chest mm-hmm. the extra gems i guess so yeah I mean, a lot of them are singles but sure there's still a lot of other stuff from the event yeah man first world problems i'm not there because uh i bought i <laughs> because i bought the most recent box and i was trying to you know, get that deck going. Still haven't done it, which is another part of the reason why I haven't played any of the PvP. 
but maybe I don't know. I guess yeah, you got to use some of it. I don't know how you yeah. got all of those, but you got to use some of it. I guess I'm kind of going in circles here, which kind of makes sense with what where, what state I'm in right now. But I think um, there needs to be a change for us to play PvP again. In, in and that could mean anything: like new cards, a nerf, um, a new deck discovery, new archetype. I don't know. Some some something has to change for us to get interested in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of feeling the same way. That's why I'm specifically trying to get this new deck that I want to play because that's something to be uh, interesting for me, to make me interested in playing PvP because otherwise I'm kind of just like, yeah, I, even though I just got Masked Heroes and it's like new for me to be playing it, I played against it so much that even just my first couple games, I was like, yep, this deck's powerful. Nope, I don't really care. Like, I'm just not really interested. So, um, this game obviously moves very quickly. There's new cards and stuff every week. So, hopefully, one of those new things or nerfs or something will end up shaking it up and we'll be excited to play again. Yeah, it's kind of funny how we came full circle. In the beginning, we were saying how t- how the game was too fast, and now we're saying let's change stuff. <laughs> hey, it can be both. All right. This the last couple really fast changes just missed, I guess, yeah. which kind of makes sense because for the most part, the most recent boxes haven't been that good. The synchro summoning wasn't right. as good as some people like on Reddit thought it would be, and so most of the new boxes there's like maybe uh, a couple cards that are impactful, but not enough, I guess, to shake stuff up. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about this week in esports. Last week, uh, Duelings Pro Tournament 20 happened on Sunday. And, um, let's see. I think there are 60 players, if I'm not mistaken, in this tournament. Uh, looks like it, yeah. Right. Things not loading. Okay. Uh, do you want to go to the top 16? I can... Yeah, I just can't pull up the deck list is all. All right, well... Oh, here, I, I got it, I got it. Okay. So, ZZ Mondo first place, the Banish Control deck with Armadides, Armadis, or whatever you call it. And this version is... This, I mean, if you're running the Armadides version, you could run the Akiza skill or not. This one does. Um, you've got the Banish Control cards. You've got three Breakers, three DD Assailant, and then you have the three Junk Synchrons for the Armadides combo. Uh, two Econ, two Dust Tornado, three Paleozoic Hallucigenia, three Canadia, and one Mirror Wall. Yeah, it um, it kind of seems like the deck of the moment. Um, the sideboard's kind of interesting, but the main deck is pretty much what people are running. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah, the sideboard has has the Skullmeisters, which basically acts as um, graveyard negation for an effect. So, like, it's kind of like the sealed tomb skill, uh, sort of. Yeah. Cool. Right. A second place, KW Row. One, this is Mast Heroes with Tie That Binds. 
Um, you, diff you see this type of setup for the Masked Heroes. You got their three Deciders, two Celestial, three Drill Darks. And then uh, you, know, you, you got your, your spells, obviously. This one could have worked for balance, but there's only five traps. I guess uh, seven spells. Uh, it's kind of what you expect from the t type of deck. Shinzenku is pretty much uh, replaced Hey Trunade sometimes. Well, they do have Hey Trunade and Anti-Magic Arrows in the side deck to make the deck more aggressive if need be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one, uh, the one off was the Monsters because he's got the eight, which is because he wanted to run the two Celestial um, in the main deck. The sideboard was pretty interesting on this one too. Right. It runs, uh, in addition to the Hatrunade and the Anti-Magic Arrows, it's got uh, one Widespread Ruin and one Paleozoic Canadia, so okay, sure, whichever works better for what you're playing against. And then the fifth card is a Water Spirit, which kind of uh, threw me a little bit. Um, in the extra deck, he's got a couple more Synchrons, or Synchro Summons, um, which I definitely suggest everyone does anyway, because... Why not? But the choice of Water Spirit was a little weird because I was thinking maybe he'd want to run the Unknown Synchron instead, which is the one that you can summon for free if your opponent has a monster and you don't. Uh, probably not going to be too relevant too often, but I'm not sure if that will be relevant more often than very rarely getting this guy like for free because he's a normal monster from your opponent's effects because he doesn't run any effects that get it back himself. So I wasn't sure if maybe that was a budget consideration or if I'm missing something. Yeah, I don't see it either. I don't know what it is. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> Go to the other decks. Third place... ASAP, I believe. Yeah, ASAP with Sealed Tombs UAs. This is pretty much what you expect from UAs, except there is a change. There's two cards, the two copies of Arrival Rivals. And I did tune into this tournament for a quick second. I didn't exactly see how it works, but I think it helps to make the um, Mighty Slugger better because you could just put him in and then he's immune to... Um, the, the traps during the battle phase and arrival rivals works in the battle phase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that makes sense. You can attack in with your slugger first sometimes if you want and attack into like your opponent's monster and you know that they can't um, like, I don't know, half your stats with the wall of D or whatever so that you know you could trade favorably or you could do the inverse where you can attack in with your other guy first and then, attack in with your slugger when you attack directly so that you're avoiding a drowned, um, whatever it's called, drowned mirror force. Mirror force, yeah. And so it, it gives you a little bit of utility depending on what your opponent is kind of showing you, like whatever you read that they have. Um, so that's kind of cool. It, it seems yeah. like a decent choice. It's a really strong card. I feel like it just doesn't get enough play... A because there's not a ton of tributes in the in the meta right now, but B because it's like decks have gotten so refined that there's not a lot of extra slots to just have extra cards, and it kind of feels a little bit like an extra card. So right. it's cool. Uh, it seems like a good way. This has been a fringe deck for a bit, so it's nice to have someone 
bring it back and do well with it. And finally, uh, third place, Sasuke. This is Last Gamble, Buster Blader. Um, it does have the D Assailants. I'm not sure if the deck typically ran those, but the deck is also a hybrid deck for um, Armadides. So you could, uh, because the guy's a tuner, the guy's a tuner, I forget what the guy's called, the one-star guy, but um, those can allow... The four stars, which is the Deity Assailant and the Goddess of Third Eye, to become Armadides. Or you could go uh, 1 plus 8. Oh, 1 plus 8 doesn't work. Never mind. It's just for Armadides and for the Buster Blader fusions. Yeah, I did see, I think someone else, maybe in the other tournament, had a Gigantic Castle for the 1 plus 8, which you're not going to do too often, but every once in a while, I suppose. So this one cuts it because you really don't want that as much and you kind of you're tight on the uh the fusion spots anyway they're the extra deck slots anyway so uh it's an interesting deck i have not played it um because i don't have this the the one star guy i think i think i might have one or something like that but uh it's it's an interesting call because it's mostly a deck to counter blue eyes right um it's a decent deck on its own, but it seems like it's mostly uh, a counter choice when Blue Eyes isn't like strong in the meta right now. So it's an interesting choice. Deck's pretty good against vampires too. I've noticed. Um, okay, yeah. So then that must have been what he was thinking, because vampires are, of course, <clears throat> much more prevalent in the meta. We're gonna finally bring a. Special honorable mention here, Black Snake with Golden Flying Fish. So, uh, you don't expect to see this card at this time of the year, because there was an old deck that came out in the beginning of this year, but this is the new revamped version of Golden Flying Fish. Three Hammer Sharks, one Butuniful Princess, three Oystermeister, three Golden Flying Fish, two Econ, three Widespread Ruin, two Canadia, one Fish Depth Charge, and two Mirror Walls. It's funny that you say it's like the new version because obviously all those cards are old and like it doesn't new traps. It, yeah, it, like barely. Barely. I think we used death. to run we used to run powerful rebirth, so you could abuse the oystermeister back then. Yeah, that's true. I say we, you know, because it, yeah, my favorite. You, you and that guy, yeah, yeah. Such a good deck. <laughs> well. You know he's brought it back, so now you can now you have something to play on the ladder. See? Oh well, I don't know if I'll get far. The hype is back. You accept the hype. Sure. <laughs> Dueling's meta weekly fifty one. Um, it's kind of interesting if you look at the breakdown for this tournament. There's a lot of vampires, there's a lot of control, and there's a lot of mass heroes. So it's kind of a lot of decks fighting for the top spot, I guess. And it, also the masked heroes and vampires were tied uh, in representation, and also the wallet decks. They, they called the junk wallet decks, but those are basically the um, armadides type decks, or um, yeah, armadides, junk synchron. Yeah, I think so. Uh, call it wallet just because there's obviously a lot of uh, <laughs> a value there. I'm pretty sure it's also the control deck, right? 
they call it's it. It's kind of weird. There's like a spectrum of which one you're you are, which deck you are. Yeah, I'm just looking at the full deck breakdown, and it doesn't include control. So I okay. have to assume like they just named it two different things, or I don't know. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe not all junk wallets are control. That would be right. not the best way to name your decks in your breakdown. But you know, they're doing. <laughs> we can. We love them, so they can do a, a small mistake there. So I noticed that Sea Stealth Attack, three of them were brought to the f- the tournament and two made it to the top 32, so there might be something there. Oh, baby. I'm going to have to start experimenting with it again. I definitely lost to that deck on the ladder really bad, and I was, I was just wondering if it was back myself. And Interesting, so... I mean, it's not... Like, there wasn't anything that specifically killed it, it just kind of fell out of favor because it was slightly less powerful. But it still like works, and it's still a strong deck, so I'm not too surprised that it could possibly make a comeback. Uh, we'll have to look into it, see if this is just a one-week blip or if it kind of continues. Yeah. So first place, Minato. This is Sealed Tomb's Masked Hero. Uh, again, you see the deck with the same monster composition as expected. But this this player is known for pl- running three offerings to the Doomed. Um, and it worked out here. Yep. Um, nothing, I mean, other than that, there's not really too much uh, to say here. He's, he's really into Xing Zheng Hu as well. So that's kind of right. cool. Yeah. Two in the main deck and then the third one in the sideboard. Second place, Digi Channel with Bandit Vampires. Um, we know that they are being targeted more than ever, uh, but and and the, people do bring them to the tournaments, but they haven't been succeeding a ton uh, in terms of uh, efficiency, I guess. And this one is interesting because it brings back the simultaneous losses, which is a card that was kind of in the first build of Vampires ever, and it's back here. It's interesting because it seems like I think the Graces are being hit harder. There's a lot. Everyone's running Paleozoic Canadian nowadays, so if you could get your effects off of your field spell, a simultaneous loss is for that. Yeah, you have to run. Well, you don't have to. Uh, we're seeing a lot more Paleozoic Canadians, especially in the tournament scene, because it's already a decent card, but it's even more powerful, uh, relevant in this meta due to the addition of Armades, because it's one of the few responses since you can't activate stuff. During the combat phase, uh, you specifically have to um, do so, you know, before. So it's one of the strongest answers to her. Third place, Grucius, Last Gamble, uh, Buster Blader. This is... um, The other one ran the DD Assailant. This one runs three Snowman Eaters instead. Um, This one's more... This is not an Armades deck. It's... uh, Pretty much a typical Buster Blader deck. There's the Mirage Dragon. I've seen that before in this deck. Mm-hmm. And it has the one extra slot devoted to a Stardust Dragon. So cool. It's that's the one plus of... seven. That's the one plus seven here for that. Yeah, Stardust there we dragon. go. That's what it was. Um, I don't know where I saw Gigantic Castle. Then must have been somewhere else. But anyway, uh, this was. It's kind of one of those things where you're going to... You want to run this guy 
anyway, like regardless of it being a tuner. So you might as well throw some sort of synchro in because you can sometimes get that value, even though usually you want to be doing your other stuff and you don't want to take up too many slots um, in your deck because you need to use your side deck or your, uh, what's it called, extra deck. Extra deck. Um, but fitting in like one or maybe two works. So I don't know. Cool. I, I don't, which one happened first? Did someone copy the other person, do you think? It's happened later. Yeah, it's happened later. Yeah, so cool. A couple days later, yeah. I also noticed that the snowman eater, there's like a thing under the snowman. That's what the snowman eater is. I never knew. I always thought it was a snowman. Yeah. It lo- Yeah, the head is actually the bottom of it. It looks like you can see eyes and teeth and stuff. Yeah. I know. It's- Card's been around for a while. Never <laughs> noticed it. Yep. There you go. Learn something new every day. Just Desserts, third place. This is the junk control, junk wallet deck, they call it's a Armadides uh, Spanish Control deck. This one does have a slot for wind-up jugglers. Some decks just have the wind-up jugglers and not the junk synchrons, so now they made space for one of them. And you get your typical setup. You have Dust Tornado, your Paleozoics, your Mirror Walls. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mirror Walls aren't always seen in the deck. Um, Dust Tornado, we often will see like maybe two of them instead of just the one. Uh, but this is mostly just kind of the deck that you're seeing these days. Um, and then, of course, you have all of your synchros that you can summon in the extra deck. Um, not exactly sure why Goyo's in there, but sure. I guess every once in a while you might want to Goyo. Oh, that's why you have the DD Assailants. I get it. I mean, you wanted the DD Assailants anyway, but Okay. Because oh, they're warriors, or no? Uh, yeah, Earth Warrior. Oh, Synchro Monster. Yeah, I guess not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Well, cool. All right. So Duelings Meta updated their tier list recently this week, and we kind of called it last week. Yeah. So we were talking about it last week. How we thought that Armades was kind of. Making a, it, it was poised to make a big impact. Um, how control seemed to be doing well, like all, over and over again, and how uh, blue eyes was having less and less of an impact. And kind of all those things came to fruition. They updated their tier list. Control was moved up to tier one, whereas uh, blue eyes was moved down to tier three. Um, Mass heroes is now the only deck that is in tier two and they make a note here that it's worst counter and best matchup are both in tier one so it's kind of it feels like a deck that you have to high roll a little bit and just kind of read the meta maybe or just have a very dedicated sideboard for it so that's an interesting thing there um, and then the last thing is that Bujins and gemini's were both kind of removed from the list so dropped out of tier three um that's not super surprising to me because you don't really see either of them uh, very often and they seem a little weaker than kind of everything else on this list, uh, just kind of looking at them. Uh, so we have a link to the whole list. Uh, is there anything you wanted to, to add out, to add to that? Um, no, not really, no. It, it, it all makes sense. 
Yeah, Bujins and Geminis, I never really saw a ton of, so that's why I guess people saw even less of them. And also, of course, in the tournament scene, they haven't really made much of an impact either, so. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's funny, they have like a couple players from the top player council's notes on the changes. And uh, I I thought it was funny, Mistletine, maybe? Yeah. Uh, comments. The comment for Tier 1 is, Armades is arguably the best monster in the game. And then comment for Tier 2 is, Mass Tiro Anki is arguably the second best monster in the game. <laughs> Lots really of doing your work. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So, um, this week, we saw Tyrano Hassaberry, which is very exciting. Uh, people really like dinosaur cards. This character is also a dinosaur, so it's very interesting. Um. Yeah, you you know he's a dinosaur, right? He's got dino DNA. I know that. Yeah. His uh, when you go into the battle screen, his eyes are different. Kind of, he, he has like he has like dinosaur eyes sometimes. So that's the thing. Yeah. Like he's dinosaur. It's kind of cool. I never really noticed. Yep. These cards are pretty interesting, actually. Uh, people in Duelings meta are saying this could make dinosaurs a tier three deck. So we shall see about that. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, we're about to go over them, but there's definitely a couple interesting cards here, some stuff that could uh, maybe change the way you play dinos, and uh, maybe just some of these cards are just pretty good. So I kind of agree there's a chance here that this can bring back one of the, probably the oldest archetype in the game. I think dinos were probably the first meta deck. Right. And they never really played around with banishing. I think there's like a thing with dinosaurs getting banished because they went extinct. It's kind of like a flavor thing. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the good dinosaur decks in Duel Links never took advantage of that, but now might be the chance for that. So it's pretty cool that dinosaurs could be completely different. Yeah. So let's go over the cards. The UR Giant Rex 4-star dinosaur 201200. This card cannot attack directly if it's banished. You can special summon this card. If you do, it gains 200 attack for each Banished Dinosaur. You can use this effect once per turn. That's very interesting. Um, It can't attack directly, but it's good for clearing the board. You can't banish this card, so it just comes right back. And that that fight plays around various cards that just banish. Like the uh, Penalty Box, for example. That's sort of a meta card. And it would have been really good against Amazonists back in the day. Um... But yeah. Then you could also do things like uh, bring it, uh, banish it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to add uh, Sea Stealth as well. If it does make that comeback, this is good against that too. Yep. And while this can't do damage, you, I think Big Bang Shot would be a good card because um, it has that banish ability, which would just bring it back again. So it's kind of like protection and piercing too. Yeah. And then we could also, I don't know, see some cool stuff with, like, you, like you said, you banish it yourself. I don't know. There's not a ton of graveyard effects that immediately come to mind with dinos, although they do have a couple effects themselves. So, um, yeah, I I really like this guy. I mean, uh, like you say in the notes here, he's just good enough with on his own, just as his body. And then the effect... 
uh, part of it's an upside, part of it's a downside, but I think the upside is much bigger than the downside. So I really like this. I think it's a really strong card. Here's a card that's much less interesting, the Black Stego. Four-star dinosaur, 1,200-2,000. If this face-up attack position card is targeted for an attack, change it to defense. So basically this card just can't get hit in attack mode. And it's just a 2,000 defender, really. If You could just poke in for chip damage that you can't do with some of the other 2,000 defenders, but that there's really no upside to this card, really. Yeah, this one feels like a card that's specifically designed for the dino control deck. Um, because the idea is that the chip damage is relevant if you're like clearing your opponent's board or you know doing control deck type things where you want to get like a little bit in. You're not necessarily trying to control the tempo of the game, but you do need to get some, some damage. So um, I don't think that the control dinos we, we have a couple tools for them. I don't think that that will be as strong as just kind of the traditional tempo control type thing that we've been doing. So that's why I don't think this guy's particularly good. Although I see the point of it. I see like how this could exist in a deck. I just don't think that that deck is the one that you will be playing. Yeah. And like space for like 2000 defenders is kind of, it would have been good in the beginning of the game, but now some four star card can just beat it easily. So uh, yeah. Yeah. And all of, like pretty much everything that you would special summon is also stronger than two thousand. So like, like you said, there's just a lot that can beat it. So it's not the most exciting. Miracle Jurassic Egg four star dinosaur zero attack two thousand defense. While face up on the field, this card cannot be banished. Each time a dinosaur is sent to the graveyard, place two counters on this card. You contribute this card special summon one dinosaur from your deck whose level is less than or equal to the number of counters that are on this card. So this card is exciting in that you could get a really big monster out from your deck for free, but the thing is, it seems like it just takes too long. Me. Yeah, it's also like a tutor effect, which is always good, but I agree. This feels like it just takes a really long time to do. Um, it's also... It has to be face up, so you need to... It, it's another card that requires you to have a 2,000 defender on the field. Uh, and then for multiple turns, no less. So for all those reasons that we weren't excited about Black Stego, this is the same, pretty much the same discussion, I think. Yeah. Survival of the Fittest, the trap card, target one dinosaur monster you control, equip this card to it. It gains a thousand attack. When the attacking monster destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, you can activate this effect. The equipped monster can make a second attack on an opponent's monster in a row. This is a very good card, I think. It's it's a trap equip, so it's better than a trap, uh, a regular equip spell because it's faster, and you could kind of do some like one turn kill things where you could just clear the board and hit them multiple times. There's certain cards that you could do the one turn kill with with the direct Spinos actually, but um, it's kind of like why Hydrogeddon was so good because you could just clear the board with it, and this makes them even better. So yeah, and a thousand attack is a lot, like. This seems like, I think it's the best card of the bunch, and that's even considering that I was pretty high on Giant Rex. I think this card's really strong. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if you just play this in the old Dino's deck and it does okay, because it just seems like a really solid card to me. Yeah. 
Volcanic Eruption Trap Card. During your end phase, if you control Jurassic World, destroy all cards in the field. So this is the control dino deck. And you could just wipe the board multiple times. Uh, combo this with Destroyer Source to get your Jurassic Worlds out. Yep. Um, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, I still don't think that that will be the stronger version of Dinos, so not incredibly excited about it, but I like that it's an option. Uh, it's kind of like in Hearthstone where the Hunter class for a long time was just kind of an aggro slash tempo mid-range deck and it never had a control option. They added control options for like more and more control options every yeah. set until eventually yeah. it became a controller or at least an option to have a control deck. So this kind of feels like a similar thing where maybe maybe at some point we'll push it over the edge and we'll get enough control dino cards that we can actually do a decent dino control deck. And this deck, I feel like, I mean, this card with Destroyer Source and Jurassic World could be packaged, I feel. They don't have to be a good dinosaur deck. That's true, actually, yeah. It's, it's definitely possible. Or you can do, like... I mean, like you said, it it would be you could play with the skill to start off with Jurassic World, right. and then not worry about like getting it back. Like, you don't have to run more dinos or anything. The whole point of it would be just to fuel this card, which is also a possibility, um, especially if you I don't know use some of those cards that came in the recent bunch of cards to get back uh, your um, field spells, or you use right. that skill. I don't know. There's there's a couple options, I guess. Direct Spinos, 7th Star Dinosaur, uh, 2600, 1700. When this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, special summon one Spinos token in attack position to your opponent's side of the field. So this is pretty good with the survival of the fittest because you could just hit that card again, the, the token, I mean. And... Um, I mean, the the main problem with this card, of course, it being two stars, so you need, I mean, two tributes, so you need to set that up. Ultimately, it might not be good enough for that reason, but it's it's kind of like a one-turn kill card you could try to do something with. Yeah, I agree. This card's incredibly powerful, if not for the point that you have to do, you have to get it out somehow. Um, if we still had three star or something, then maybe. Uh, so I don't think this will end up seeing, like, competitive pvp play because of that unless there's some sort of weird combo that ends up happening or just a really solid way to to cheat it out and and essentially find just get incredible advantage where you're either otking people or just dealing so much damage that it's really close and good enough to kind of close out games and stuff and I did note that one of the Drac cards, when it's destroyed, you get two tokens out. So that's something you could consider. I forget what the card's called, though. Okay. Rastasaurus, 6 star, 2600-1700, normal dinosaur. So this is very strong for a 1-tribute monster, but that's all it is. It's a 1-tribute 2600. Yeah, um... Obviously, if you have the Jurassic World out, then it's a 2,900 attacker, which is just crazy strong for a one tribute. Um, That's good enough to get over Wiz and Enki. So, you know, that's something to talk about. It's not good enough to get over Blue Eyes, of course. I don't think it sees play because it's just a vanilla one tribute, but I do think it's actually close because of kind of the way that those things line up. 
Skillosaurus is some SR in a box, I think, so you could get it out for one turn. I mean, get it out immediately, so. Yeah. Like I said, I don't I don't think it happens. I'm generally skeptical of, of tributes in this game. Uh, just, I don't know, in the speed duel format. But I think there's a conversation to be had, and it's possible. Black Velocity, 4-star, 1800-300. If this card... Attacks an opponent's monster, it gains 400 attack during the damage step only. If this card is attacked by an opponent's monster, it loses 400 attack during the damage step only. There's, there's a card like this called X Saber Galahad. It gets strong, it can hit over things, but then it loses battles. Not a particularly good card, but it's very aggressive. Um, I don't think it makes the cut, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, one thing that it does is that it encourages your opponent to try to attack into you. So if you're running any of those cards that kind of punish them for doing so, then it kind of protects itself in that sense. Um, and it's it's a huge attacker if you have the Jurassic uh, World out. So uh, this is another card that I'm not really ready to just completely write off. Since we have so many cards and so few deck slots, or uh, card slots in our decks, I assume this will not make the cut, but I can... I see some value here, so I'm not I'm not yeah. going to write it off immediately. Yeah, just just having some trap cards would make this playable. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Pro Tops four stars seventeen hundred twelve hundred. This card gains a hundred attack for each monster your opponent controls. This one's there's not much upside on this one either. I think it's just the the velocities typically gonna be better than this card. Yeah, I'm, this one I'm not super excited about so this one i am willing to just write off of course little d that's all that's all this is one of those uh joey cards actually if you see the card text joey cards he has like he has some cards where he wrote the flavor text (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah this is classic uh meme right here so yeah we needed it for that purpose, but pretty much just for that purpose. Right. All right. Definitely farm Hasselberry. How have you been farming him? Yeah, so I've been doing it with Ubel, um, and it has been, I think, the easiest farm we've ever had. Um, he starts with, like, 30 cards in his deck or something, so yeah. you don't even have to race him, really, to get to the bottom of your deck. Uh, and he has no way to deal with Ubel once it's out, and he has no back row disruption. So I pretty much, I just have Ubel. I'm using the Ubel character with the skill my name is Ubel, so this time I intentionally have um, the other forms of Ubel as well, um, because that essentially gives you a Ubel. And then you use the Fire King Island to destroy Ubel in your hand, um, you also run the Fire King Avatar uh, Yaksha, which could also do that in a pinch. But additionally, you need some sort of Fire King target to activate the island. And um, once you get Ubel out, like I said, he has no way to deal with it. So um, you just stall until you get to the end, and then you use Montage Dragon and uh, Gravekeeper's Vassal and uh, Union Attack to kind of close it out <clears throat> with the Secret Pass. And then... I just have, like, one 
you know, Legacy of Yatu Garasu as a draw and a couple Planet Pathfinders to find my Fire Formations. The deck pretty much built itself. You don't need any sort of anti-magic arrows or, you know, other tricky stuff to counter anything he does. It's really straightforward and easy, and I love it. I love an easy farm. One thing to note is that you have to play your Union attacks face down sometimes because he can't destroy them. And uh, I got confused because I didn't know what Montage Dragon did. And I forgot you needed three monsters, or I, I lost count. I only had two in the end. So if your hand is full, definitely you could put the Union attacks face down, and he can't do anything about it. Yes, yeah, that's a good tip. Uh, what I like to do with my version is, since I have five U-Bells, um, and I need to destroy one and put one out, uh, destroy one to get one out, that means that I have three U-Bells left in the deck, so I just use them as my montage dragon fuel, and that way I never lose track of what I need or anything. He did disrupt it for me once, though. He um, he got this direct Spinos out, and then he destroyed my monster and then made a token. And Oh, he destroyed my fire avatar. And that made a token, but then I missed the timing for U-Bell. They get destroyed in my hand. Interesting. I've yeah, not come that. across that yet. He rarely plays that monster because he needs the two tributes out. It was something mm-hmm. where I couldn't get you Bell for a long time and then he got two tributes out. Yeah. Huh. Alright, well it's something else to look out for then. But uh, there's very few ways to fail. Let's let's say that. So yeah. still one of the easier farms we've ever had. And, um, you know, efficient. You get eight every time you do it, so... Hopefully, you'll be able to get everything you need before he's gone. His deck is really cool, though, I must admit. The deck he plays. He does all this banish mm-hmm. stuff, and then he gets, like, a really strong monster. That, like, he can get, like, a full board of really strong monsters out. Yeah, I haven't even really paid attention to what he was doing. I've just been doing, like, my farm thing, and mostly I've been barely paying attention while I've been farming, too. So, But that sounds cool. Yeah. I know often when I do my final attack, he gains like 5,000 life. And I'm yeah, like, he gets a 10,000. He gets yeah. a 10,000, yeah. Doesn't matter, but cool. Good for you, bro. <laughs> Our duelist challenges. Uh, I, have, I haven't even looked at them yet, so what are they like? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I don't remember exactly. I know the, the first one, it was, I think, impossible to get wrong, uh, if I recall <laughs> Two correctly. Two cards. Two cards and you play one. Yeah, pretty much. It was like, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, play the two cards in your hand. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, um, the second one was nearly as easy. I don't think it was impossible to lose, but I do think they kind of rigged it maybe because there, I remember there were two face-down monsters and you have to attack into them um, in, in the order in a specific order would make it work and in the other order would not make it work. But I think they, excuse me, I think they rigged it so that it always, no matter which one you attack, you get the correct order. Um, So I don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure I got it on my first try because of that. And, uh, and then the third one is it uses the blue eyes monsters. And so it's a little bit trickier, uh, especially if you've never played that deck, but I played a lot of that deck, so that one was has been pretty easy for me too. Um, I got it on the first try without any issues, but I could see people who haven't played that deck maybe needing to take a sec to read it or take a couple tries or whatever because the cards aren't 
100% intuitive. Um, but usually when they do these, like, kind of towards the end, one or two of them ends up being pretty tough. So I'm looking forward to that because that's that's what I like. I like actually having a challenge instead of the ones where I just kind of play my cards. Special sale bundles at the store. There are certain bundles you could buy for $4 and $5. I think it's four packs four packs and a Super Rush headlong and a card sleeves for four. And then you get ten packs and a mirror wall and a mat for $5. Yeah, so the $5 one seems like a really good. good deal. If you're going to buy, you know, if you're going to spend money on this game, that seems like a really good deal for doing so. Uh, I'm a little bit less sold on the Super Rush Headlong one uh, yeah. myself, uh, but I was thinking about doing the Mirror Wall one. And they, to note, uh, they are packs from the most recent uh, set, which I forget yes. what it's called, but I'm pretty sure it pulls from that box as well. So oh. just things to keep in mind. Um, what was I going to say? They also have other things for sale, like the mats and sleeves. They have new animated ones. There's like a apple cider one. It's kind of weird. They have, um, and then the the ones from last year are discounted. So if that's what I was alluding to earlier in this episode, I was like, I have so many gems right now. Should I buy this apple cider? <laughs> oh, can you use gems for that? Because the bundles yeah, were like, only money. Yeah, it's like it's like 150. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm not sure about the, the the new animated game mats. Those might be like 500, which is too much, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. You can report back if you get something fun uh, next week. There's an event called Jump Fest, Yu-Gi-Oh! Jump Festa 2019. It's happening in Japan. Um, it's cool because they're doing stuff with the card game and Duel Links, and they put Duel Links first, which is interesting. So yeah. where the priorities are. That's right. Uh, there is a new card, the Sonic Chick. So it's weird. They have to. You have to win if you're if you're in this festival. You have to play these girls. I think they're girls. Let's challenge duel to the girls waiting at the corner. So, if you win, if you beat them a number of times, uh, win five, lose zero. I guess you have to win five games against them. You get these uh, packs, and the packs have fifteen cards in all, and Fourteen of them are repeats. There's a new Flame Swordsman, though. There's a new um, illustration. And there's also the Sonic Chick, which is basically a 300 attack monster that can't be destroyed by those with more than 1,900. So it's like Obnoxious Celtic Guardian with lower stats. So not a very useful card, but it's a new card. Yeah, and that would... I mean, it's good that it's not the most useful card because otherwise it, that would kind of suck I, that you can only yeah. get it if you're at this... Uh, Jump Fest, of course, is a reference to Shonen Jump, uh, which does the mangas and maybe... Invented Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, invented Yu-Gi-Oh! I think, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. So uh, that kind of makes sense. And it is really cool that the the Yu-Gi-Oh! world, I guess, is kind of adapting and, uh, and adding more about Duel Links. The Speed Duels format is about to start. I'm pretty right. sure it starts early 2019, like officially in, in the IRL version. Uh, so I bet there's some promos going on with that too. I think I, I think I might have seen something about that on on the Twitter, or something. I don't I don't yeah. remember off the top of my head exactly what I saw, but I'm pretty sure that there's something cool happening in January regarding 
that launch as well. So that's cool. We're getting a little bit more influence in the in the real life version. Right. It's always good. Yeah. So we don't have any news to update except that Dual Academy is coming and we'll get the stuff for January soon. Should be soon before we get that news. Yeah, I mean, I assume all of this is going to happen within the next week because the Duelist Chronicles for the Duel Academy was listed as late December, and this next week is kind of the last week of December. Um, and then they like to tell us what's happening in the upcoming month, so we'll probably hear about that maybe on like Monday when they update the whole week or Sunday. I don't remember exactly when, but nope. we'll let you guys know next week. Oh, unless we're not here. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. We'll announce that too. Okay. <laughs> well, we made it through the episode. Thanks for listening. You can listen to this podcast anywhere, um, even Spotify. Check out the podcast and more at our website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Facebook, facebook.com slash thedualassessment. If you like what we're doing and you want to help us, patreon.com slash dual underscore assessment. Email us with any questions at thedualassessment at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, dual underscore assessment. Me at Green Ranger, CCG, Dectic at HS Dectic. Yep. We will. We love to hear from you guys there. Like I said, we'll do announcements on our official Twitter. And uh, maybe we'll see you guys next week. Maybe we'll see you guys next year. Yep. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.